Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Forfeit Podcast. My name's Matt. This is episode 67. We've got the J-Lo. We've got Big John Stud. We've got Wild Bill. Evening, fellas. How's everyone doing? Um, super. Super. Well, yeah, you are. Saw your saw Roll Tide has another Heisman Trophy winner. Mr. Devon future, Smith. Future Eagles draft pick. Could be. We can only hope so. We can only hope so. I mean, every just about every mock for the Eagles has them taken Smith or Chase. I, I think, I think I've seen one mock has them taken a corner and one has them taken that linebacker from from Penn State. Everyone but, that was is controlling those mocks was listening to Ray Didinger on the post game because he had very, very high praises for this kid. Oh, he he's, that if he's there, the Eagles he, would be dumb not to take him. The the catch, his highlight catch this year, he was going backwards and with his he was upside down backwards and he would have been able to, to dunk a basketball and he caught the ball one handed. Yeah. And came down with it for a touchdown. Like he is I mean, he's a little he's a little skinny, but he's got a big frame that you, you'll be able to put some weight on and he can run every yeah. route. He well, runs. that's what he was saying, too, in his speech. He said, you know, he he knew he was undersized and he knew he was always against physically behind the eight ball, but mm-hmm. just athletically just a freak. Yeah. Know? And he 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 will get stronger. He'll get bigger. Right. And like he goes up and gets every ball. He can run every route. Yeah, and well, you guys know how much college football film I I, I watch and follow, and it, it's just aspect for Matt. It just astound. It was just astounding to me that like you know when I was watching all the little highlight reels that they were showing through every guy, and look like to make it to be nominated or even considered to be in you know a brotherhood of that caliber of you know. <clears throat> Uh, of that level of um, athleticism as a as a Heis, as a, as the Heisman, I mean, right then and there, you're you're a special talent, no no doubt. But it, I just felt like watching his film. He he's just so you could just tell. He, he, there's just something about him, the way he runs, the way he the way he glides. It's just like you could tell he's got that little something something extra that he can kick to the next level. And um, and he's you know. he's he's gotten better. Every year he's played like Chase had one year that he came out his first year there. He was terrible. And then he goes ham the next year and then he sits out. Right. Like Smith played all four years in Alabama as a as a freshman. He I mean, he didn't get a lot of game time, but I mean, three TDs, 160 yards in his, in his as a freshman, as a true freshman, his sophomore. He had um, six TDs for 693 yards. Then he went 14 TDs for 1,256 yards. And now he just did 20 numbers. at at 1647. Like Jesse, his junior year, he had better numbers than Judy and Henry Ruggs. Yeah. And he had them on the team as well. And he yeah. still faced them. And Waddle was on the team. So, I mean. And he seems like one hell of a humble dude. Like, he just... 
you know, just basically just real seems very wow, gonna go, focused and going to go fucking pick five and rip our hearts out. He's going to go pick five. I mean, I'd be I'd be fine with Chase. I, I think he's going to be a good player, too. I think Chase is going to go two or three. I think the Jets like Chase. I think the, the Jets like him a lot. The Jets are going to take a quarterback. They might. Uh, they, they What, John? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you've got a new coach coming in, and like the coach isn't going to want the the sloppy seconds of Sam Darnold because like the next coach realizes like hey if I get my guy in here that probably gives me more room to, or more time to to build a team I'm gonna go get my guy and like some people are are thinking the um the the kid out of Oklahoma or Ohio is gonna be just as good uh, Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson, they're saying, is like his game is – they're not comparing him, obviously, credentials, but his game is equates to Aaron Rodgers. as an arm out of this world. Yeah. And he just, you can't sack him. He's really mobile. Like he's just got a cannon. And But, you know, it's everything else. It's He had a good year last year and exploded this year. Is it a one-year wonder with some of these guys? It's like, he's, you know, you have a great year. You do ignore it or you say, well, build on it. So yeah. go, he's going to go pretty early too. You know, but who right. I mean, you knows? I mean, one of these guys, I, I, like we said before, it's going to be a crazy off season. You know, it's the, uh, the Bengals are going to take that take that tackle. Well, if they're smart, so they can save Joe Burrow's career for Christ's sakes. I mean, yeah. Jesus, because the people are saying they should take Chase so they so so they can play together. It's like, dude, it don't matter if you got Chase and Higgins. He, he says hike, he's sacked every in, in a second. It don't matter who's got on the outside. So yeah. I mean, if, if they want this kid to live, take please take a tackle, and then you know, and then and then uh, um, the uh, it's the Texans. Well, no, I guess it's Miami. Miami could easily take Smith though too because they don't have receivers. Like I don't know if he's going to make it to us, him and Chase. Like we one of be, them will. You think so? In the last, in the last five, I'm sorry, the last five NFL drafts, wide receivers that were taken in the top ten. I'll throw some guys at you. 2017, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross. 2015, Amari Cooper, Kevin White. 2014, Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans. Well, Mike Evans just set a record for first receiver ever. 2013, Tavon Austin. And 2012, Justin Blackman. Yo, go, yo, back to Mike Evans real quick. How lucky and, is that dude that he didn't like rip his knee to shreds? And Amari, I mean, and then Julio was picked six as well. The Falcons traded up for Julio. So I mean, I mean, that's hit or yeah, miss. But I said last, last five, uh, last five. <clears throat> oh, my bad. So speaking of pick six, um, hopefully you know this pays off because apparently. Um, you know, it is speculated that Doug Peterson uh, uh, tanked on Sunday night to get this sixth pick. Um, it, it's created a um, a media shit show that has gone all the, all the way up to the national you know level. It's it's not it's not the WIPs and the and the and the fanatics of the world. I mean, Doug Peterson's getting pretty much you know raked over hot coals for, for, for what happened, you know, not by everybody, but for the majority of people who are around the, around the NFL, he's, you know, not being, uh, 
he's he's not being praised for for his decisions that he made on Sunday night. Now he claims that he, you know, went out and 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 played to win the game. Um, me personally, I have some some things that you know, aside from pulling Jalen Hurts with a you know with the of uh, a fourth quarter um, uh, in 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 your grasp, uh, you know, of of still winning this uh, game and achieving a a, vi- a, a victory. For the Eagles, I still have some question marks, you know, f- with other decisions that led me to believe that, you know, wondering what the hell he was doing. But, um, you know, and and the the one play that comes to my mind is the the you know the fourth down, you know, you're down by three. Why does he go for it and not get the easy chip, you know, chip shot field goal to t- then tie the game? But instead, he goes for you know, a terrible fourth, fourth down. And, and it was a terrible, I mean, the play was broken. It was, it was poorly executed. And, and then, you know, shortly thereafter, you know, he pulls Hertz and puts in Sudfeld, which I, again, you know, we heard earlier in the week that reports that he was, you know, planning on playing Sudfeld regardless, but I just feel like, you know, you've got other players on that team that, you know, play hurt, play through this weird COVID season, make sacrifices to to win, go out and win, regardless of your record every week. And you've got a game within your grasp to to kind of just, you know, you know, go out on a high note, knowing that you're not making the playoffs. And and just it just looked like he he mailed it in. And I know, again, you guys, you know, I'm interested to get everyone's take on this on this podcast about it, um, because we always have you know, interesting, interesting, uh, I wouldn't say opinions, but interesting, uh, perspectives on what this team has been doing this year. And I mean, for me personally, I just, I just found it, you know, I've watched this team all my life. Um, I don't, I'm, I don't call myself, I don't th- think of myself as a football savant by any means, but I mean, I know enough to know when something doesn't feel right or looks weird or just doesn't look like, you know, the team that you've been watching, not only this season, but, you know, for, you know, your, your, your whole entire life, basically. And, um, you know, playing competitive sports, it just seemed a little, it just seemed a little disappointing to me. Some of the decisions that came out of that game, regardless of, you know, what Doug Peterson claims he did or did not do or why he did the things that he did. Um, so I'm just interested to, to hear what you guys, what you guys think and how, it, how you think it affects the team moving forward, because, you know, um, changes need to be made. Changes will be made. And, uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys think the changes need to be. Like, what are your priorities? John, you brought up a really good point. What are, what are the top three? If we were, if we were Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, what are the, what are the top three things we would like to see change and what we think needs to change moving forward to get this team, you know, rolling in the right direction again, because Sunday was just, just weird and disappointing. Those are the two, that's the, that's the long and short of it for me, weird and disappointing. I mean, I, I'll go ahead. I mean, I just think that to, to piggyback on what you're saying, disappointing is, is, isn't, is a good word, but more, more, more over, I'm, I was just really embarrassed. Um, I think if you're going to, if you're going to tank, which I think that word is thrown around, especially in the city of Philadelphia, like 
a joke. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think that's something that you should take lightly saying, like if you're going to tank. I don't think they tank, but maybe they threw the game. How's that? They, they, they threw a game. I mean, I guess we could argue the difference between tanking and throwing a game. Right. But you, listen, if you're going to try to lose a game in the NFL, like you can do it much easier than what you did and don't have to show your cards like he did. He should have just started Nate Sudfeld and probably all this would have just went away. And they still would have lost the game, and he wouldn't have gotten in all the heat that he's gotten in. Or at least halftime to kind of be like, "Oh, we want to give Nate a half of football to see." If we well, can not, not even halftime. I think you you, you can't bench Jalen though. I don't. I don't think you can. Right. So you don't even bench him. You don't. You, you don't have to bench him. You don't start him because you could use the excuse that God forbid he gets hurt. Then then what? He's useless to you next year. So you go in there. You say, you know what? You know, we're gonna give we were gonna give Nate a shot and 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 just see what he had and give him the whole game. And chances are they probably would have lost with him because he wasn't playing very well anyway. But I th- but I think it it was just an embarrassment. And and in the in the it's been the first time watching an Eagles game under Doug Peterson where I was like this guy this guy coached and led like a dope. Like an embarrassing dope. It was the complete opposite of what we know Doug Peterson to be as a coach, right? Yeah, I mean, leader of men, leader of men, and and you do have guys going now on on radio shows and TV and all this stuff saying things like this, like oh, there was surprise and this, that, and the other thing. This that's a that's a much bigger problem now than than just like you know, listen, you know, saying in, in the beginning of the week, Nate starting and enough, like it. It would have it would have changed so much of the narrative to just to just that. I just I'm really just like I don't even want to talk about the Eagles. That's how that's how angry I am about it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you, John. I mean, you know, we were all we were all texting, and I mean, we all pretty much. I mean, we were texting pretty full throttle there, like we normally do during games. And then once once those the series of decisions were made, you know, first was the fourth down. In, instead of the field goal, then the benching of went or of of, uh, of Jalen to to put Sudfeld. In. It, it was just like I think we were all collectively just like I don't get it. This sucks. This season has sucked. This is like the last thing that you would think that they would want to do. Especially like I feel bad now that some of this dust is settling. I feel bad for guys like Zach Ertz. Look at what that guy's done for this organization for this city. Wouldn't you want to at least like, I mean, he's pretty much, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that, you know, he's, he's played his last game as an Eagle. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty disgraceful. If that was his last game to do that for guys like, like, like Ertz and other, and you know, Kelsey, like, yeah, a a dude that plays with one arm most of the time because his, He's dislocated his elbow and his his arm is always screwed Played up. With a different offensive line every week, pretty much. And he he plays like a, an absolute madman out there, and plays at a Pro Bowl level every year, no matter what is on either side of him. And you know, hopefully he sticks around for a rebuild, but I I doubt it. I mean, he's got a kid now, like he's married, like 
he's not going to want to put his body through through two two three more years of this. Like, yeah. And the weird thing is, like, they some people are saying the players knew about it before the game what the plan was. But then you hear reports that like players had to be physically restrained from going at Doug when he benched Hertz. And then you've got guys popping off on Twitter today, popping off to the media. I mean, it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad scene. And you know that how he probably told Doug, Hey man, like I want this pet. We need this pick because that's the only thing that makes sense. There had to be some, again, this isn't, no, I'm not shitting on half. I think there had to be some internal discussion, not on specific game plans and when to pull Jalen specifically, but I got to think there was internal discussions about this. They're in a rock and a hard place. If they win this game and we, we fall to the ninth or 10th pick, you know, at draft time where, you know, again, you play the win the game. I'm not. I'm. I'm defending them in the sense that they made their decision. They it, there was no clean way. If they, I guarantee, if they started Nate Sudfeld, they would have hammered him just as much. If we lost thirty to nothing, and say, how could you not play Jalen or Carson? The fact that we pulled him in the fourth quarter doesn't mean shit to me. We we didn't put our best players out there for four quarters. Doesn't matter if it was the fourth quarter or the first quarter. The Eagles decided that they're looking ahead to next year. This win didn't do anything and. Next draft pick, well, you know, people get over it. We, you know, the team made a decision. It's, 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 it's that. I don't think it's fair to go all go on Doug. I don't think this was a hundred percent Doug. I'm sure he had insight into it, but I oh, think Doug, this, Doug doesn't do this if if he's not. I think talking. organizational talks like we we need that six pick, and it's and, and I'm sure they were all sick to their stomachs. I don't think they were doing high fives that we lost to get that top pick, but. I'm choosing to say that this, you know, if you know, if if all the other shit that this team's done and I've questioned, I'm not going to let this be like, oh my god, I'm so disgusted to be an Eagles fan because I'm not. It's this. This is how the system's set up. It, it just, it just how it is. Yeah. If there was a different way of drafting, where every year there was just a lottery, where every team had went in and they picked the ball evenly and this and that, you just say fuck it. Our chances are our chances, but when the system is. You go by worst record, and there's legitimately seven to eight guys that are uh, quote-unquote blue-chip players at multiple positions. You want one of those guys next year. You just well, here, here's, a, here's a question, and it's a dumb question, but it's just for the, for the, in the spirit of conversation. It's just – so if we lost, we get the sixth pick. If we win, we get the ninth pick, right? Yeah. Looking at the draft and the crop of talent in this draft, I'm just going to ask the question so we can just kind of talk about it and figure it out and kind of just go down the, the list of like why the hell this happened. Is there that much of a drop off between six and nine? Yes. Huge in this drop draft. Off. Huge drop. I mean, it depends what you're, it depends what you want. It, it, right. It, you're right, John. If you're going to, if you're going to take, I mean, I mean, you're it's really not. I mean, your three picks is not and, and you can always move up or move down. So right. it's it's like that in any draft. I mean well, the team the, because I, I think I gotta think how we might have tried to move up for C D, but like we said, not you can't, can't kill Howie for that because everybody in front of us, four or five picks or so, one all had guys we were targeting. So then the same I think was this draft. You look at it, not gonna get one, 
not going to get two. That's going to be Fields. Three, 100% that is that tackle probably. So now you got to maybe get four or five. Well, now there's also that quarterback. So, like, just to assume that how we can get to six to four or from whatever, I don't think that's fair. And I think that's partly why. I think, again, this is – we talked about episodes ago before the end of the last draft. I got to think how we tried to make calls to the Falcons and other teams to get up, to get land. But they were all like, fuck you. We got guys that we want in our spots. Yeah. And that's the reality is how he's like, I don't want to be held hostage again. We need to be in the top six picks. Like, and well, again, I, so, I mean, I'm speculating, but. So uh, a, a, a guy put out on Twitter, on Twitter, the, the last five years and between six and nine. So in 2016, pick six was Leonard Williams. Pick nine was Eric Flowers. The next year, Jamal Adams was the sixth pick. John Ross was the ninth pick. The next year, Quentin Nelson was the pick. Mike McGlinchey was the ninth pick. 2019, Daniel Jones was the pick. Ed Oliver was the the ninth pick. And then Herbert and C.J. Anderson. Like, there's a dif- there's a difference between six and nine. And then if you look at the board this year, you've got three quarterbacks that could go in the top five. You've got a tackle that they're saying could be yeah. a, a future Hall of Famer. And then you've got two wide receivers that are one light years, one B. Like, yeah, and they are light years better than every other wide receiver coming out of the draft. And then you've got two really good corner prospects. So like I'd actually put one corner and one linebacker. I'd put Parsons ahead of that kid from Virginia Tech. I'd put Oh, absolutely. But but like so if you're at nine, depending on how things go, like if all three of those quarterbacks don't go, you could be looking at a situation where you can't get the tackle any of the wide receivers, the linebacker or the, or the, the two corners. And then, uh, yeah. And then what? You, you know, I saw a thing where with, when, before the game that in a mock draft where we won and we had pick nine, we took Michael Pitts from Florida, the tight end, because he was the best available player. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that. I mean, that's the thing at nine, you really need a lot of teams to do dumb shit to get, or we trade up I and mean, we could trade up. You never know. You package Zach. I mean, it's uh. not impossible. But I think the team... You don't need to at six, though. This wouldn't have been nearly as big of a deal, I don't think, if it wasn't national TV. That just fucking put put a, a microphone on this. Hey, man. That was, <laughs> that was, on, that was on NBC. Like, the it, minute it, I think maybe not like, nationally, but it still would have been in our world. It would have yeah. been a huge... Well, that would have up, but it wouldn't have been like, you know, Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have been texting about it and shit. But, like, of- shut the fuck up. Other teams have benched guys. Like, nobody was talking shit when the Dolphins were tanking for Tua or the Jags and the Jets all year were trying to, like, purposely lose every game for Trevor Lawrence or, right. you know, suck for luck, any of those things. None of that shit was said about anybody else. No, they all come smart. out. It was smart moves and being, you know, yeah. being decisive. And, and but, it's, but it's Philly. One, and, game, one game we do. One game when we're and, like. And, like. Well, it's not just one game. It just shouldn't have happened. There's better ways to do it. Well, like, yeah, if you're, like, you're going to do it. Do do it smartly where it yeah. doesn't, it's not a red flag. You're not all wearing orange pennies that say we're we're trying to lose this game. Yeah, that it was just blatant. It was blatant. You, know, you kick the field goal, you tie it up, you play you play to win the game. And where I, I think I tell you what, if I tell you what, even if he, if he, they kicked the field goal, tied the game, then pulled Hertz and put Sudfeld in, I bet you it, even that wouldn't have stung as bad as I mean, not kicking that field goal is just 
it's just and and don't tell me it's because they wanted the number six pick. I mean, that's such. I, I don't believe that for one second. I, I, I just don't. If that's the case, if that's the case, they then, then why why not then why not lose two of the two of the last three or lose all the last three because games? Because they were officially they weren't eliminated until this week. They were officially in it last week. They were officially out of it now. And I to mean, your guys' point that you guys always bring up, like, who cares? You guys would have got blown out of the playoffs anyway. So just like Washington's going to do, like, that's what I mean. Like, if you wanted, if you really wanted a top five pick, you could, it, you can create that by just losing out, like losing the last three yeah, games. Yeah, but John, like Matt, like he said, there was a shot of them making the playoffs. So once that's gone, Doug's like, all right, I'm going to, I'll play Jalen for a while. We'll see how he's doing. It's not like Jalen Hurts was was lighting the world on fire. He looked terrible. And, and when the one other thing I will say to defend the Eagles in this too, the fact that everyone's well, calling them. Don't, don't defend them. <laughs> What's that? I said don't don't defend them because so, well, I, I feel like I almost said it's crazy. I feel like we switch bodies. We we've, we've uh, vice versa ourselves. Um, uh, one thing I will defend them on is another thing is that all these players saying you know coaches Joe Drugs I'll never do that was coach here and all this bullshit. We Doug Peterson. Benched a hundred and thirty million dollar quarterback for a rookie against the Saints game to provide a spark. Don't tell me that Doug don't care about winning. He did everything he could to save this fucking season. And and the final game of the season, when there was nothing we could do, we could have won a hundred to nothing, and we're still five, ten, and one, and we're picking nine, or we lose the game. We leave the game with Jalen healthy, nobody getting hurt, and now guess what? We go into next year with a sixth pick as well, like. Again, I'm not, I'm not doing cartwheels that we did that, but for an organization that's, I've questioned like what's our game plan. They showed me we need to get we we need we need to get a good top pick. We need to get a, a, anybody who's really good on this team, and just keep building and try to plug in some you know where we can. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's fair to question Doug when he pulls Carson against the Saints, the number one defense in the NFL, to try to prove a spark. Like that to me and- is a guy that's trying to win. Just couldn't happen this year, so fuck it. If he was really trying to win, he could have fucking pulled Wentz, you know, three games earlier in a Cleveland game, and then he really would have tried. I guess he was, but I mean, you know, he's trying to, you know, be a coach to a guy that's, you know, everybody keeps saying could have had it. I mean, he was he was a top five candidate for MVP from everybody this year preseason. He was like the guy to watch, and Josh Allen had the year Carson was supposed to have basically. Yeah, watching his career. It's like watching what Carson would have been probably if he didn't get hurt. And we could play the what coulda, shoulda games. But Josh Allen, just with his arm, the way he runs, was that was Carson in 17. Yep. That was Carson in 17. And, and and I think that's what Doug was holding on to. And the guys, like he said, I mean, Jalen probably wasn't wowing them in practice. It's like the whole thing with Belichick and shit on. Like, why don't you play Stidham over Cam? Because Belichick sees Stidham every day in fucking practice. And he knows what he has. And he knows Cam's still better than him. So yeah. that's why I think the other thing, too, is it's like he had, he played great in the Saints game. But other than that, you know, it's been a little rocky. It's just that Carson played so bad, Jalen playing average makes him look really good, you know? Which but he's, is, he's not been playing good. Like, he's been playing. If you had the Carson, he is, though, because Carson was just that bad, is, I guess, I mean, you know, kind of view it. And better than Sunfeld. He's been better. Than well, and, and what I think did it for Doug was that – um that beautiful play he called up that would have, that would have taken the lead into the end zone. And um, who was that to Hightower? I think Quez. Uh, oh, Quez. And, and he just absolutely missed the throw. 
And I, I think at that point, Doug's like, you know what? F- I'm done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> His brain just melted. We've been watching Carson for 11 games overthrow a 6-8 tight end. Like, like you couldn't do if you tried. That's, yet somehow Carson could. <laughs> so that's the other, like, thing that I keep harking on. You guys know my feelings on Carson Wentz. But the fact that, that this motherfucker, and I'm sorry for cursing so much, but I'm pissed off. The fact that this guy, this so-called franchise quarterback, denies talking to the media after a report comes out that he wants a trade. Like, I, the, the, just the audacity of somebody to just kind of like turn around and say, you know what, two he fingers up to you guys. He wouldn't even talk to the media. $59 million. So I mean, like, five million, five like, minutes after. If that, that doesn't me- show you – if that doesn't show you what kind of character that that guy has, I don't know. I don't know what else, what more I have to say. Like, like, like I say, I'm sick of the guy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like sick of the guy. Like I, I really want them to do something with them, trade him, eat the money. I don't care. And just get him out of here because he, he isn't the, he isn't a Philly athlete. He doesn't, he isn't, um, he doesn't love the city. He doesn't love the fans. He doesn't want to be here. Like, and that was blatantly honest in the last 48 hours. So, like, you know what? If you don't want to be here, get the fuck out of here. I don't want you here. So we've given you everything you've needed. Um, it's it's been on you to do the things that you needed to do, and and you haven't lived up to it. And I really wish what he would have done would say, you know what? I would like to stand up and talk to guys and say, you know what? I had a shitty season. I'm going to do whatever I can to get back here. I want to be here. Even if he didn't want to be here, I'd rather yeah. him sit up there and lie. I agree. To, to, to leave everybody, everyone in this fan base uh, uh, who bleeds, spends the money on merchandise, who watches them on TV and spends their Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays watching the game. And you, you owe that to those people to, to, to stand up there and, and, and tell everyone where you stand because now for the next – Six months. I mean, I grant granted for the draft, like you'll find out maybe before the draft, but like we're gonna sit here and worry like what this guy wants to do. Three and months, and that's not fair to this to the to the organization, to the coaches, to the rest of the players in the locker room, and to most importantly, in my opinion, the fans, because you know, the hundred million dollars, you know, we we have a little part of that too. And it's no, a he literally again. It's I mean, it's, it's part $12 of twelve dollar beers don't get you drunker faster. <laughs> he, got, he got paid four million dollars to hold a clipboard last night on Sunday. Literally four million dollars to hold a clipboard, and that's fine. That's part of sports. He didn't but, even hold a clipboard. He and, all, all through pregame, he's standing around joking with the guy hiking the ball to Jalen Hurts. If you watch pregame, it's all he's doing, joking around. You know, diddle daddling, playing like, with his little earpiece, playing like, with that little earpiece. $100 million. Like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, I think I'm so sick of this guy. It's like ridiculous. He's for, to, if, he's if, a baby. Like, he's a baby. He's an immature baby. I can't, I, I don't justify Alshon. Like, Alshon, I think already is kind of known as a rat, and I think he's 100% cut. I think that's what's going to, but anywho, ignoring Alshon, like, I don't care that Alshon didn't talk to the media because I don't want to hear what Alshon has to say, honestly. Like, Alshon, like, I'm kind of done with you. But for Carson Wentz to sit here and try to be, whether it's for us or any franchise, like how can you not have your quarterback set, come, set, speak to the media, even have a prepared statement for like a minute and be like, no questions, 
Yeah. Well, especially if he's supposed to be this big leader, that's right? What I mean, yeah. like, if you want to be the carrier franchise, whether it's in Philly, Indianapolis, wherever, to not be like, listen, this is my stance. I gave him my all for 12 weeks. Coach decided to, to put me on the bench. I got no control over that. I tried to be a good teammate on the bench for my for Jalen. Whatever happens in the offseason, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I gave him my all for the Philadelphia Eagles this year, and it wasn't good enough. You know, everybody be well. Have a good offseason. Just walk away. Like, I don't need to hear, like, a million things. Just talk to me for like a minute. Put it out there. Acknowledge that. Yeah, you played hard. You know, you weren't hurt, but you just couldn't play well. You know, and just just be a man and take your medicine. And and like I said, I don't even care if you take questions. Just talk to everybody. Give us something. But to not do anything and then have two reports come out about how you went out. And then now before we recorded, this USA writer today, Rob something, is Rob putting Rob. out report nullifying everything, saying – Carson hopes to be here next year and he's going to meet with Doug next week to see if they can work things out. If he doesn't want, he want, he, he doesn't want a divorce despite what's been reported twice. So it's like, I don't know what to fucking believe other than maybe that's just to try not to completely fuck his trade value that everybody knows that we want him out of town. But it's like, this is two times that if it has come out, you, he could have been like, I want to be an Eagle. Like if you really want to be an Eagle, like, he could have been yesterday and been like, shit got fucked up. I'm going to give him my all next year. I'm going to come back, fight for that starting job. I want to be an Eagle. Whether you do or don't, you fucking say what you're supposed to say, and you call it, and you say, I'm going hunting. I'll see you in three months. Or even go on Twitter now. Or go on, uh, tw- put a statement on Twitter, something. And I agree, but just to piece out and say, I need time to reflect on the season. Motherfucker, you were literally the 32nd yeah. of 32nd ranked quarterbacks in interceptions, sacks, completion percentage, like there, this isn't like you were a top fifteen quarterback and you've had a bad year. It's like oh, he was. If you were average, we're eight and eight. We're in the playoffs, dude. You were that bad. We missed the playoffs because of your play. And I don't want to hear our crappy receivers, Earth being hurt. We this this division was so shitty. We had a good enough defense, good enough players where his play cost us a playoff season. And for him to not even have the appreciation of the fans. And everybody in Philadelphia to be like, you know what? I didn't do my job this year. I got benched without my control. Or even ignore that. I couldn't be out there, whatever. But to just walk out and say, I got nothing to say, and then leak through a national guy that I don't want to divorce, and I'm going to meet with Doug to see how we feel about things. Fuck you, motherfucker. Like That's why I, that's why I wish Jeffrey Lurie would have been like, oh, wait, Carson doesn't want to talk today? Let me get on the phone. And I would have called him. I would have been like, your ass is up there. And you're taking questions just Dude, like how we did, just 100%. like did, and you're and you're, you're up there because you know what I, I I cut your check and you know what if you give me any shit I'll keep you here I'll make your ass say it on the bench more and hold a clipboard. No, I because actually the Cubs talking about that yesterday about how he guarantees Howie and Doug didn't want to do it yesterday, but he's like Lurie said you guys got carte blanche go take your medicine I don't want to hear it. Like, get out there, because Howie's thing is I don't talk to the media until after the season. You, do, do you think he wanted to be out there again, peppered, after no. all his fuck-ups? Oh, they and, and, 14 out of 17 yeah. questions went to him. And the media, they they had their knives out for Howie. And, and, and rightfully so, because a lot of the problems on this team are because Howie, like... Well, and I don't was, think the pitchforks and torches are going away anytime soon. Well, no. And like we we were we talked in the the chat like the the last 
the last drafts, the last four drafts, the Eagles have in the first three rounds, the Eagles have selected 10 players out of for four years, 10 picks out of the first three rounds. So they got an extra pick in there. And out of those 10 players, they got four starters and none of, and the four guys have averaged 10 games or less this year. Like that's, it's just not good enough. Like you're like, how could this have happened to our team? Oh, this is why, because when you're, when you can't draft and develop, you can't replace guys that get hurt and go down or guys that retire or guys that you have to let go because you can't afford anymore. Like if you can't replace them with as good of a part or almost as good of a piece, the team starts to suffer. And when you're constantly doing it, this is the result. You're a four win football team. And, and that's why how he got demolished. And, and also the fact that he doesn't talk till the end of the year. So reporters had something for his ass the entire year and they had to wait till now. So, so they, you know, they got him good and rightfully so because he deserved it. No, I mean, he, what I don't understand though is if we, we go back and we say Josh Carson Wentz was supposed to have the Josh Allen year. Okay. Yeah. If Josh, if, if Carson Wentz has the Josh Allen year, then we're not sitting here talking about the any of us with Carson and and again I know I put it all I know I put it a lot on a lot on Carson and it's like 90% him 10% coaching and then you know my math is terrible but like 5% other people but like if he has the year that he has that was only like 85% John you were good (laughs) we're not having this conversation we're 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 happy with you know him getting into the playoffs, hopefully maybe winning two games, maybe, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit, but maybe he, maybe he wins one game and loses the second one, but we go, Hey man, he played a full, full season, one game in the playoffs, you know, yeah. Like he, you know, he, he gives us hope for, and that's basically what we had with McNabb. We knew he wasn't the best quarterback, but we knew he was a gamer and every year we had a chance. He was our quarterback, but he was five. And that's what, we wanted from Carson is all right. Yeah. Some years we're going to have a shitty defense or shitty receiver. Like it's just how it goes. But if we have a top five quarterback, we're going to be at least a 10 win team every year, give or take. And we'll be in the playoff line. Maybe some years we win 12 and some years we were like, and I basically, I kind of equated to like the Seahawks who they don't pay anybody. Basically they paid Russ. But if you look at it, they pay a couple positions, kind of like us, the end, maybe corner and safety, but they rely on Russ being a top quarterback and you win us games, and I think that's what we didn't get out of Carson this year. And not only did we not get that out of Carson, he went backwards to where games we should have easily won, we lost or tied because mm-hmm. he couldn't make any plays. And I, I don't know. It just it, it's it's you know I agree our receiving core is in the bottom third easily for talent, but our tight ends aren't. Our running backs are serviceable, not great. Our O line played decent. But when he has, he, I mean, he fucking had what fifty sacks this year, like that's crazy. Fifty fucking sacks in like eleven or twelve games. That's insane. And insane. then you look at look at dream team receiving cores, and again, I'll argue. Like you look at Dallas, and okay, you go like, all right, Dak got hurt. We still don't know what Dak is yet. And and then he and then yet they had Andy Dalton, who Andy Dalton's a serviceable backup. He started many years in this league, and even with that receiving core, 
they they didn't play very well. So because well, like, they they couldn't stop teams like. How many teams were earlier in this year dropping like 35, you know, 36 yeah. points on them? Like, and that's my whole thing. Like, it, it probably leads into Max, Matt's next thing about top top three things of need. This team needs uh, a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is the perfect, like, our, the way this is flowing is setting up the top three, the next segment perfectly. And, and John, I want some Sixers talk soon. I need and, John, and John, you could go first. Um, top three, either not necessarily changes you'd like to see. It, it, the top three things you want you want out of the Eagles in the off season leading up to next year, whether it's changes, whether it's maybe the same thing but a different a different spin on something, or a, you know, more smoothies in the in the break room. <laughs> more, yep, more sports science, more sports science. Can we get mango, please? It's too hard. <laughs> Mango. Yeah. Minor simple. Minor simple. Number one, defensive coordinator. This team, th- this team needs a defensive coordinator. Number one, because Jim Schwartz is leaving. Um, although that still hasn't come out officially, but uh, I was told. I think I, I checked. Brandon Graham mentioned, or Rodney McLeod mentioned on his uh, podcast or show, one of the networks that he was told last night or Saturday night from Jim Schwartz. He told him in a team meeting. So well, he even thought, Dog made it see- alluded to him yeah. leaving. He just didn't want to break the news when they asked. Yeah. Him. Yeah, so, we, we should get Rodney on ours. We should have a, a, pro, a, a cross pollination podcast. We'll, we'll so, him up. so right there, right then and there, that's that's a huge. That's fifty percent. Well, I guess you could argue a third of of the team and and the leadership of the team there is on defense. And if we are going to be a team moving forward, that's going to focus. Which personally, I think we should focus on defense. That's just my mo um, because this team really doesn't have a problem scoring points. It wasn't like we only, you know, we lost games like 20 to 3 or 40 to 10. We, we have no problem scoring points. Our offense is fine. Doug's going to call the plays. Great. Number two, team identity. I wrote down team identity because this team doesn't have one. And I know that's like thrown around like in football, like are you a running team? Are you, uh, uh, are you an air attack? Are you a defensive team? And, and I think we need to establish what – what Philadelphia football is going to be? Is it going to be, you know, down dirty, mean green defense? I love it. If it's going to be air attack and we're going to get the quickest guys and the fastest guys and, you know, we're, we're going to read option and we're going to always keep you guessing, then that's the type of team like I'll be behind. So we got to do those things. That's number one, number two. And number three, it, it sort of harkens to, to Jesse's point that, that he all, always talks about is drafting. And I think in the next two years, your your draft picks, your your core is going to be from the draft because you're not going to spend a ton of money in free agency. Okay, so you you basically want to hit on a, a, a high percentage of draft picks, and and if that is trading down and getting two picks for one, I'm totally or three picks for one, I'm totally for it. Um, so those are my those are my three big ones, I, and of course. We talked about not saying quarterback, but quarterback would be my my like absolutely number one. But we all know that that's that's the issue. But well, I was the one that said no quarterback, and then I was I was um, <clears throat> soundly told to 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 shut the fuck up about that. So who said that? Everybody else in the chat. Mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about that. What are you talking about? 
when I said we shouldn't bring up quarterback, everybody else was like, no, we're going to bring up, we'll bring up whatever we want. No, I, didn't, I don't think I said that, but I'll go. Uh, everybody said, said that, but okay. <laughs> Wait, not bring co- up quarterback as one of your top three? I was the one yeah. that said we not shouldn't bring-, bring it up because it's a given. Right. And you guys were like, I'm going to bring up whatever I want. I'm like, okay. Probably John said that, probably. Yeah, it's, it's blame me. It's my fault. <laughs> Oh, well, I'll blow it up right now because my second thing on my on my on on my three is figure out who the who the quarterback is moving forward. I mean, that's just you know, I mean, that's the that's the elephant in everyone's room, and that's the that's the obvious thing. But I mean, to build your point, every team who has a top five quarterback has a fighting chance every year. There's it's it's always it's a puncher's chance, and that's the that's the most valuable position on any football team um john to your point you know my one of my other points is we got to get the draft right we've we've got we've got to get this this draft right and next year's draft because you're right free agency we don't have the cap to do anything really so these drafts more than ever right now are we need to we need to hit we need to hit home runs um and then my third one is to bring in um you know we need to make the necessary changes in, in, in this staff to once we bring in this young talent, we need to develop it, the, the talent to be NFL ready because it's becoming abundantly clear. And there's also a lot of reports now coming out that, you know, our young talent may not be, it might not be a problem with the talent that they, that they have. It's how it's being utilized and developed. So those are, those are my quick three. Can I say one thing real quick before Bill goes? I am trying to scroll back in this text chain. We yeah. sent a lot of text messages. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's going to take him 20 minutes. Oh, I'm going to rename it to, I'm going to rename it to work fit, fit. Or, or, or not, or, or we don't work fit, not working fit. No, a lot of these are on the weekends. A lot of these are on the weekends. Oh, I mean, you guys sure like, take a lot of you guys sure take it. a lot of dumps uh, during the day because Here, my phone's in my hand all day for my I work. My phone's in my hand all day. You guys are busy on your computers. I don't know why you guys are doing it. I drove from exit five to six, scrolling through looking for the Howie pick like months ago when I wanted to copy and send that it. Was now, Brandon, this like, was, like, was on a Saturday, but yes, it was Bill. It was Bill. What did I say? I run, I run like two errands on a Saturday. Now, granted, it's the weekend. I'll give you guys some slack. Six hundred and seventy-three unread text. Oh, uh, that was John. That was a matter John of Bill. like an hour and a half. That yeah, was that wasn't my fault this time. No, was, it was. It, it wasn't you, Jesse, and it wasn't <laughs> me because I was. I was in Home Depot picking out like I don't know drapes or so. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> That was Bill Land and John Bill, both places that so, no, I think I had to pick up dog food or something. And the next thing I I, I look down, I'm like, I've never I didn't know that the iPhone could 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 display, you know, <laughs> the number six hundred seventy three. We so, weren't even reading our texts; we were just blurting out our nonsense at each other. Oh yeah, and then it, so good, unreal, unreal. It was so we were yeah no, but. Yeah, I think uh, I'll be quick with mine because I want to. I want to. I mean, because we can talk about NFL playoffs quick, but I want to jump into the Sixers. But I think my three are the same. You guys have said it's not. It's not science. It's you know, it's uh, defensive coordinator. I think it's it's the draft. I and I'm in. I'm a. I, 
I, but my draft is against what John said. I, I would be very upset if we trade down. I don't feel Howie and this staff, not only putting it out on Howie, I don't feel we've drafted well outside of top 15 areas and historically. And when this draft legitimately has from what most experts say, and you have to rely on them to an extent that there's eight blue chip guys. I don't want to be out of the top eight. I'm so sorry. I just don't. I want somebody good that could start day one. If it's a linebacker, great. If it's a cornerback, great. Receiver, I prefer. Yeah, because there's plenty of holes. But just somebody that's going to come in in day one and be like, wow, he's our best player at this position because that's what these guys have the ability to possibly be. If it's trading off for Justin Fields, I can get on board. Nothing's going to shock me, Howie. Do what you do. But And then I think number three, it's just I like to see Doug get back to being totally offense. And just so we know if it's him or not, that's the problem. Like if it's, you know, cause if he's been having other guys call plays or having, why the fuck Marty morning was here is like literally makes my head spin. But uh, yeah, I want to, I want to have him get back to coaching an offense and just try to win some games, but I'll let Jesse give his three. All right. So the, the first one is we have to figure out what's going on with, with the quarterback. Like, is it is it Hertz? Is it Wentz? What's going on? Hertz has regressed drastically. It is alarming the way he's playing right now. Like he was seven for twenty. Granted, he had two running rushing touchdowns, but you're not going to win in this league if you can't throw the football. Question you know, here's real quick: do, do do those completion things count for drops? I'm just curious. Do they count drops as incompletes? Obviously, yeah. Just like when when Wentz would get killed for. TDs that were dropped last year that should have been caught. Like, is, well, those are, bad are you really going to kill Jim <laughs> on three games though? You're really going to kill him on three games. I'm talking about four games. Let me, let me, I'm not, I'm not saying four games, three, three, 3.25 games, 3.25. I'm not saying that we should trade him, cut him, or whatever. Okay. I'm just saying we don't know what we have in him. He's regressed every game. Mm-hmm. He's fat, and that's factual. I will give Jesse well, that. Let him, let him compete for the spot. You know? Yeah. Now let me. So, so there, I'm going to throw out some numbers for two two different quarterbacks. One in his first year, in in the same amount of games, was 41 for 82, a 52 com- percent completion percentage, 654 yards passing, five TDs, three interceptions, six rushing touchdowns. Mm. Player two was 77 for 148. 52% completion percentage, 1,061 yards, six TDs, four interceptions, three rushing touchdowns. Am I supposed to guess who's who? The first one was Tim Tebow. The second one is Jalen Hurts. Wow. So, like, and and – Tebow didn't have nearly as many turnovers as as Hertz did. So I'm not saying that Hertz sucks and but all I'm all I'm saying is like if you look at his numbers, every game he's regressed. And defenses have figured out the way that the Eagles are using him right now, rush three, drop one back, play zone. The wide receivers are not going to beat anybody. He can't run if if you've got a, a fast linebacker spying him and you keep him in the box. And eventually you're going to get a coverage sack or he's going to have to throw the ball away. And, you know, that's what the saints did to him. That's what 
every basically every smart team. The Cowboys did that to us. Every smart team we played did that to us and shut him down. So we have to figure out what's going on with him or, and who's our quarterback. So that's one. Two, and this is to piggyback off what John said, we need an identity on defense because we're going to – I would fire every one of the defensive coaches. Every one of them should go. Nobody has earned a, a paycheck for next year on this staff. Most of the guys on this team on the defensive side outside of like Slay and, and, and Cox are – and like Brandon Graham – and like Josh Sweat, like, and and Singleton, like half of this defense could be flushed down the toilet, and not a single fan would 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 bat an eye at it. Like, so, like we need an identity, like what John said, and this is our chance: get a new D coordinator in, get some coaches in, and and we've got good draft picks this year. Start getting some killers on defense. Start shitting nails again. And the the third is. Uh, it's just talent evaluation, which we've, which we've all talked about. Like the last four drafts, we've drafted 10 guys in the top three rounds. Four of them are barely starters out of 10 players. Like you're not going to be able to make a team work long-term. If this is what you're getting, there was a, I forget where it was, but it was, um, uh, I, I forgot the source, but it was like, they, they listed all the teams that, and their draft returns, from from where they picked and what kind of return the players gave them and everything else out of the last decade the eagles were the second worst team as far as getting a return on their investment on draft picks the only team that was worse than us was the new york jets <coughs> and basically you look at how this team was able to do what they did and you had a lot of really great players that were drafted at the tail ends of their careers in 2017, you had Wentz playing at an MVP level and you had a bunch of guys that were like better than as individuals, they were okay, but you put them together on that team in that year and they were special. And outside of that, we we've out of the last decade, one, one win out outside of 2017, one playoff win. Like, and you look at drafting and you're like, Oh, that's why the team's gone down every year the last three years. That's why we have four wins. Like, and, and even how he said after the media killed him, absolutely killed him. And like how he said, well, you know, we, we have to start hitting home runs on draft picks. The, the infuriating thing was his bullshit excuse about why the, the Jefferson and DK thing. It's the same excuse he's used for two years when he's missed on these picks word for word. It's the same excuse. Like at, at some point, Dude's got to be held accountable. If everybody else is held accountable for their fuck ups, dude's got to be held accountable. So, and I honestly, I think this is the last year for both of them. Like, I think we, I don't know if we were recording yet when we talked about it, but Wentz probably isn't on the team next year. So if you ship Carson somewhere and he plays well and, and this team plays bad. Hey, Doug, put every shit, put shit in a box, swoop, carry it to your car. Howie, get the fuck out. Like, I don't, I don't think Lori's going to deal with this bullshit much longer. Like, so, and, and that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll have a new GM and we'll have a, we'll have a new, we'll have a new coach and, and hopefully they get it right this time, but they could fix a lot of things by, by hitting some home runs on draft on draft day this year. They really can. So just don't get cute, Howie. 
Don't get cute. Go defense. Go defense. I'm and okay. And, and hopefully next year we're in a little bit different position talking about the NFL playoffs. Oh, there's no chance. This team is fucking terrible. This team's going to be terrible next year. Well, speaking they're of the NFL. Cut, they're going to have to cut a lot of good players to, to get under the cap if they trade Wentz. Yeah. It's going to well, be the ultimate goal, right, John? Just to get in. What's that? Right? To get in the playoffs. I mean, the, I, I was all on board for them getting in this year. I think that I, I think it was a necessary evil. I, I, I mean, to, to, if you want to be the Browns of yesteryear and the Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, and you're happy with four and ten, two and whatever you know, whatever it adds up to be. Um, then, then that's fine. I mean, root for that. But like, I, I don't want to be drafting six. I don't want to be drafting ninth. I'd rather be in the 10, 15, 20. I'm sorry, the 15s, the 21s. I'd rather be there. I, I'd rather well, be there. I mean, absolutely. I, to, to sit here and say, you know, and, and, I, and I went through the list of guys that were in the draft that have been drafted wide receiver top 10 last five years or so. Like, none of those guys really, okay, Mike Evans, you could argue. And then Amari, you could argue. Is a, you could argue Amari, but I got news for you. Amari Cooper, when he was drafted, great. Super. Uh, why did he get traded? Why did they get rid of him? And then he goes to goes to the Cowboys, and he's still not having, like, crazy years. Like, like great. Like, like Mike Evans puts up the numbers, and everyone loves the stats. But, like, where, where has he been? You'd say, okay, well, he doesn't have a quarterback. Well, now he's got a quarterback. Let's let's see how he does. I guess you know. I, I don't know. Seven years of a thousand yards, first NFL receiver to do that. That's a pretty good receiver. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that, and that's again, again, stat, everyone loves stats. Stats are cool. I get it. Playing real well, but at the end of the day, do you want to draft guys that are going to have thousand yard receiving, tw- twenty touchdown seasons, or do you want guys that are going to make that catch in the end zone to get into the to get in the NFC championship game or to rush that ball or, or to get an interception to stop a guy and win a Super Bowl, Like those are the guys that like, that's where I get like so furious over the stat thing. Like we, we put together a ragtag bunch of guys that made plays and they weren't all Super Bowl. I'm sorry. They weren't all top 10 draft picks. They weren't all, you know, high price free agents. It was a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B, and a lot of C and D. And that's how you win. And if it was the other way, if it was the last four or five years when Jacksonville drafted in the top 10 and they got all those picks that everyone got wrong and they won the Super Bowl, I would eat crow. But it's not the case in the NFL. It just doesn't work that way. Trevor Lawrence might be the top top number one pick this year. But they're gonna they're gonna win four games next year, and that's it. Like because they're a terrible team, they right. created everybody. But but the, the last name me a, a top three draft pick that had such an impact that won them a Super Bowl. Their team a Super Bowl. Well, didn't the Niners go with um, Bosa as a rookie? Didn't win a Super Bowl. I mean, they got there. Got there. Did he make the play to win it? Did he Did he have an impact? And John, I'm I'm looking at Cooper's numbers. Like every year, but one, he he's done over 10 yards of reception. He's usually 13 to 15 yards of reception. He had four years over a thousand yards. He had two years over 
I get it. Five, I get it. Stats. Like I, I, you guys love the stats. I get it. I understand. I I I totally. And again, he played on a terrible on a, in a terrible Raiders team. Well, I mean, and all the guys that you named earlier that were picked either six or nine. Like I think Jamal Adams, top top pick, not with his team anymore. Pitched a shit fit, got shipped out. Uh, Leonard Williams, uh, I think he's on his third team now. No, he's on his second team. He went from Giants or Jets to Giants. I think. Perfect. Right. So, like, I understand the juxtaposition between the sixth and the ninth pick, but like, you know, unless it's a unless it's a franchise quarterback, or I mean, I guess you could even argue Which like it might be this year because we Howie might like this Zach Wilson kid, or I think he's going to go for Fields. Because one thing I will say that you he just will not draft a quarter, they will not draft a quarterback. I'm just I'm just saying because to go back to your point. The Eagles don't, as a franchise, want to be picking in in this spot too often. Haven't done it consecutive years on, and I don't know how long. But to counter what you just said about in seventeen, it was a little bit of column A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, we were there because Carson Wentz was an MVP in the regular season, and Nick Foles played at MVP levels against the Vikings and Patriots. If he played even mediocre in those games. Maybe we beat Minnesota, but we get demolished. Which you did in the Falcons game, but he but got we got, got so lucky in that Falcons well, just, game. But well, you just shit on Bosa for getting to the bowl and not winning. But if Nick didn't have four touchdowns and four hundred yards, we don't win that game because we let up forty-one points or thirty-eight points rather. Well, and Jesse, you said the magic word. I don't care how many top ten picks, top three picks you got on your team, and I don't care how many ragtag dudes you have. Or who's playing NFL MVP season or whatever? Luck always comes in a little bit too for all yeah. these teams. Look at all the Patriots wins, okay? Notably, the one you know at the at the at the one yard line where they intercepted to win the. I mean, come I on. Mean- the Chiefs, the Chiefs this year, everyone's at fifteen and one. That actually wasn't. That actually wasn't luck. If you if you actually if you have a chance. Watch NFL films that did the the replay. They you know every year they do the replay, the Super Bowl winners. Watch that play. They break it down. They they have a sideline uh, microphone on one of the def, uh, defensive coaches. What play? They saw that in film and they called that in and told him to break on the ball. What play? The the, the interception that ended it. The Malcolm Butler pick. Oh, but like, okay. Even even our year. Like Rogers gets hurt, so we don't even have to deal with the Packers. Right. I mean, I get luck. I understand that. That yeah, sure. The 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 the, the Tyree catch, you know, uh, uh, Edelman not dropping the ball. I get that. Everyone. The Steelers. The Steelers. The Steelers catch. The Steelers catch the one. Those guys that make those plays, like those guys that make those plays, like those are playmakers. I mean, they're not. The dude. Who was the dude that um his name's escaping me. The year the Giants won and upset the Patriots, perfect year. He caught the fucking ball. On yeah, Matt Hurry, John said, David Tyree, the, the helmet catch. Yeah, and then, and then the Manningham, Manningham on the sidelines uh, when Eli. But threw. people are forgetting in the David Tyree sixteen and zero catch, Wes Welker dropped a wide open third and four pass that would have ended the game. They, Literally, go back and watch it. A wide open hits him in the chest. Drops that they got a punt. There's the ball. always a little bit of luck. So that's it. what it is. It's like that's a catch he makes 99 out of 100 times. The one time he doesn't catch it is third and four on the Super Bowl with a minute and a half to go. So you're right. Like there's so many fucking factors. It's, it's hard to like pigeonhole well, that, it. That's why I get like 
I understand why everyone now wants Devontae Smith, Heisman winner, great player, put up a ton of stats in college football, and Jesse mentioned he went up and made a great grab. I can name a guy right now in the NFL that can make, a, if not a, a just as good as grab as that. And, and how's he doing? Like it, it's the sum of everything together. And that's why I think you need, you're right. There's a little bit of luck, but then like you, you need, you need all different pieces. You need free agency. You need drafts. You need undrafted. We had all the facets hit an MVP level quarterback. Skill, I mean, Alshon played to his max. Zach played to his max. Jay Ajayi played to – I mean, Tory Smith had a great year. Everybody yeah. played to their max ability, and look what happened. We got the one seed that gave us some leverage. We, you, know, you know, we probably lose that first game against Atlanta if we're on the road probably. That's a tough game to win. Look, Aaron got Blunt was an X factor. Drop that ball. That's normally a catch Julio makes. I mean, he yeah. makes that catch a lot. And we got lucky that, you know, we got Mills, wherever it was on him. Or, just kind of got in his way, but or the fact that Keanu Neal decided to kick that interception back to um, yeah. who did it go to? Hurts? Oh no, no, Zach. Yeah, he caught it. That's right. Yeah, no, it was Zach who caught it. So sometimes, sometimes I guess I would argue though that like you say luck, and I say, well, like did a guy make a play? Was he a playmaker? Did he, did yeah. he do his job? Like but some the, guys don't do their job. Some guys do. You know, the, the problem is this team is devoid of playmakers and. The, the one good thing is that if you, if, you know, Bill and I are our team uh, Smith, if, if they can get Chase or Smith, they automatically, just on what they've done in college, become a better wide receiver than anybody we have on this team. The defensive coordinators have to be like, shit, we have to pay attention to him. Yeah, if, if they live up to potential, that now – Makes Miles more dangerous, Goddard more dangerous. Like, and that makes our quarterback's life easier. And but, and, and I know you get that. you accept that. It's just, but, but John, the, on the flip side, if if the new defensive coordinator says, "I need Sertan," I, I need a quarter. I need a I need a cornerback. You get Sertan, who is an impact done man corner, and now you've got you've got Slay on one side, you've got Sertan on the other, and you can bracket any team's best two wide receivers and shut them down. It covers and, up the hole in the middle with us a little bit. Yeah. So down, but, you pay I mean, more attention. The, no, I, the nice like, thing I is, isn't there an Ellis? Isn't that the Stingley kid better? John, shut your mouth. Don't put that in the universe. I'll, I'll lose my mind. John, that, that kid from Virginia tech played one year. He got yeah, hurt. Up, uh, the, there's a corner from LSU. Now it's the 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 cream of the crop is the the kid from Barley Virginia Tech and Sertan and Sertan like I mean Debo and Trevor Lawrence literally said we're not going to throw at Sertan in this game I mean like given Trevor's like we're not going to throw it like he said it like we're not yeah. going to choke Sertan's way yeah. like that's what the team hasn't had since well, since what Bobby Taylor and uh, you know and 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 Lito don't call me Tito Shepard yeah like John like when when Sertan's on the field. Whatever wide receiver he's covering, the the team just doesn't throw at him. And you know what? Great, pick pick either one of those guys. But again, with, with to Matt's earlier point, without the coaching, without without you showing up to an NFL organization and not being a fuck up, uh, having your head on straight, um, you know, all, all all those are factors. You know, you guys to buy not, not in, in not four or five years throwing a shit fit because maybe you're not getting paid. Like all those things get taken into consideration. And to your point of luck, the stars need to align there. 
And you get a guy who, who has a pedigree, who wants to be better than the guy next to him and never come off the field and be hungry and also work harder than everybody else. And unfortunately in the NFL, <laughs> that doesn't always happen. And, and I just hope and pray that, you know, we, we make the right decision. And take wants to buy into the culture that we create, whether it's absolutely. And that's all I mean, we and look at what the Sixers are doing with their culture. Oh, God. That's what six to midnight. Because <laughs> this team is so fucking fun to watch. I love watching my team actually smile on the court and, like, have fun. And well, it's, like, it's, 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 it's easy to have fun when you play the when, – when you have a good game plan, you're being coached well, and you have some some proper pieces to, to – to, to compliment your your star, I'm not gonna say superstar, but your star, even not even star, key players. He's a star, all star, all star player. His fat ass has been hustling. He's been playing. It's just, it's just amazing what a little bit of when you're able to play a little bit of space and pace in this in in the NBA, and you have a dominant a, a, a dominant big man who can pretty much do whatever he wants um, at will when healthy. You know, um, and not out of out of breath to Bill's point. Um, you know, I think it's it's starting to it's starting to come around. I mean, we're starting to see now again. Look, we're six and one. We, we currently have the best the the best uh, the best record in the NBA. But that's um, you know that's a that's that's a, a a mere you know fraction of of the of the NBA season. So I mean. I'm I'm really excited to see where we are in 20 games. I you know, um I hope we're you know, I don't know, 16 and 4, you know, after 20 games. Then then we're really then we're really, you know, we're we're, we're really cooking with with gas, you know? Almost a quarter of the, of a shortened season gone. 16 and 4. Still, still, still shooting well, you know, now, I mean, we're shooting well now, but you know, you know, we're going to have our, we're going to have our, uh, our slumps. Well, we have the best Curry brother. Listen, it's, it's this, this team and what I see with it already. And it's only been seven games and there's still going to be some change, obviously, like you said, yeah. the 20, 30 game mark. But what I'm seeing, and you can already see it in players is docs already defining roles and what he wants from a player. He's and making that, it easy for these guys. He's making like, it easy for them. He's a professional coach, and I think it goes back to the Brett Brown thing. It's hard for Brett to be the voice, of the the authoritarian in the room when he had to be okay with losing. Yep. Not that he wanted to, but that was his thing. Yep. And then he had to turn it on to be the man. Like, Doc, from day one, it's like, you will not get minutes if you don't do what I tell you to do. Like, there's no, oh, I know you tried, or next time out there, make sure you do this. No, it's you're out. Like you can have a bad turnover. Like you're like, and that's what this team needs. Like be fucking professional, like yeah. show up, come to the games, ready to go. If you get eight minutes a game, when you come in, do what you need to do. Like, and, and I think I, that that's what I'm seeing with the players. And even like a guy like Toby, like I think docs. And again, just from what you see, I mean, he had his best season ever with doc. He averaged yep. over 20 is one year. He's making the- it easy for guys like Tobias Harris. He's, He's developing a role that basically Toby, you have to score. If Joel's double teamed and the ball gets in your hands, you have to look to score. And if you can't, that's fine. 
but you have to look to score if you yes. can. And last year he was just trying to like make the right play. It's like, no, that's not your role in this team. We need 2025 out of you. He that, needs that, to be that, an aggressor. He needs to be an aggressor. He, he needs does. to be. And you see it the way he's going to the rim on dunks, the way he's shooting and shooting more. And yeah, he'll get cold a little bit from three, but that's okay. Cause we got Ben and Joel to rebound. Like we got Maxi, like we have guys that like know what they're doing on the court. And it's just really fun to watch this team. And yes, it's early. We've only played probably two or probably two really good teams so far out of the seven games. But I love I love the little two man game that you're starting to see between Seth and Joel. And I think and you're, you're totally right because that's what he would do with JJ. He's taking over JJ's spot on the high pick and roll. And what Joel's doing so well, and they're already like acknowledging it, is he's he's reading the double team so much faster. Yep. He's taking the ball out of his hand so he's not bogged down in a bad spot. Like this offense just I don't know, like it's still not a finished product, obviously. But I, I think we're seeing why Doc and Daryl were not quick to trade Ben. Yes, he has deficiencies still, but Doc said it. You, we, we're going to get to the championship with defense, and that's what we're showing so far. Like, we're going to score enough, but we need the whole team to 95 to 105 in that range. And that's what we're doing. I mean, and again, it's only seven games, but when you play defense and you stop worrying about the fucking fast breaks, like, Get the defensive rebound. I would lose my mind with Brett with the whole fast break. Go, go, go. You need the ball to fast break. All right? Well, like, we also didn't have shooting. Well, no, but on defense, if you watch, Ben crashes more on the defensive end. So does everybody on defense. They don't worry about the fast break until they have the ball. And that's what, like, because you must talking about it is one and done on the offensive end for other teams is huge because we're not giving up three or four shots to get, like, it's just – I think Doc is preaching so far the fundamentals. Rebound the basketball. If you're a shooter, shoot. You know, yep. if you're, you know, it, whatever your role is, like do it. And if you don't for some reason, well, guess what? You're not in the game. If you're, <laughs> like, a sw- yeah. If you're a swingman, be aggressive. Like Rebound. Shake. You're down. in the game to score. When Shake goes in that game, make no mistake about it. Yeah. Unless Joe's on the create. floor too. Now he he's there to create. You know. But Shake is there. To, Shake is unless Joe's on the floor. Shake is on the floor to score. And that's what you're seeing out of the guy. Yeah, he takes some bad shots that I don't always like, but that's his game. Yeah, but like, that's what that's what that's what you know, you, you, that's what you pay that's what you pay big time power hitters in baseball to do. You know, swing the bat. You know, okay, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna whiff on some bad ones, but you know, the ones that they connect on, look out. It just it, it, it's just so fun to watch. I know I'm hogging up the six all you guys go, no, but, no. but like Maxi. Like watching Maxi just the confidence for him to like off the I bench, mean, little spark. Back point guard. swagger, the swagger this kid has like, too. He has no fear and he has that touch to know when he can't get to the rim, just pull up and have that little six foot teardrop. Like, hey, get it. If you can get to the rim, go hard. Get the foul. But that's like the beauty of having a good a guy like that come off the bench and you you know, you take Joel and Ben off the court, give him a little breather. And you're not going to worry about, you know, losing a 10-point lead. You know, this yep. guy be able to chip away a little bit more, you know? That's the fun thing score. to me, too, John, to your point, John, is how many years, year over year, were we up by up by 15, but in the back of your head, you're always like, here we go. Here we go. Mid-third quarter, you know, the team comes out of halftime. They make adjust, you know, the opposing team, they make adjustments and – and all of a sudden, we're down by eight midway yeah. through the fourth. 
and it's a barn burner to the end, and we end up losing by, you know, a bullshit, you know, series of up and downs, you know, fouls, you know, the whole chess game at the end of the game. It's just, you know. Or we win, or we win by a prayer, and uh, you know someone fucking up on the other on the other team, you know, and we luckily squeak out a win. <laughs> uh, excuse me, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's build to your point. It's fun to watch, and it's just, it's a breath of fresh air, and it's almost like a weight being lifted off our shoulders. That like every time I look up and I see our the Sixers bench, and I see Doc Rivers pacing. A, Pacing back and forth, I'm like, I know we're in good hands. I know that this game is under control, even if we're losing. Even if we're losing, because I know Doc's looking at it. Doc's trying to figure out how to make the adjustments, how to how to, how to come up with the matchups to get to 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 get us, you know, to pull out the win. And you saw it in the Raptors game. I believe it was the Raptors game, right? I think. We were totally frustrated, and yeah, Bill, I think, like I think you, and we came back in the second. You looked at it. You looked at it that night, and you were like, "We're winning this game." And I'm sitting there looking, and I'm just like, ah, "I don't know," because you know, again, year after year, it's like we've seen it happen. You know, not being able to 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 take take care of leads and and take care of the ball, and you were like, "We're winning this game," and that was when I knew I was, you know. We were, you know, Doc Rivers is the real deal, and 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 his whatever, whatever he's he's feeding these guys, they're they're taking they're taking, you know, they're they're, they're eating it up. They're starting to eat it up, and it's starting to show. And 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 you're right, because like that game alone, when I was watching it with you, like I just saw Doc like coaching, like in the first quarter he was screaming at Ben. I don't know what they were talking about, but he, he like put him over on a foul shot and was like, "You gotta go!" Like motion. Yeah. Like, like coaching them. Like, you never hey. see Ben do that, you, or no. uh, uh, Brett do that with but Ben. Like, and then, and, and you like, never saw that fight. And what what happened, Ben? You saw, you saw another side of Ben Simmons, he where did. like he, he got scrappy. He's you know he. I think Doc knows how to get in under Ben's skin to where it 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 it's not it it dings his ego to the point where like I've got to go out and I got to show him. You know, it's, it, it's you know, it sucks for Brett that it had to be like this. But when a guy like Doc is talking to you and he can sit there and say, when I coach KG Hall of Famer, when I coach Paul Pierce Hall of Famer, when I coach Ray Allen and we beat the Lakers for a championship, like I don't care who you are, young, cocky, millennial or what, your ears fucking perk up and you shut your mouth. Yep. Like this guy knows what it takes to do it. And I think that's what he's going to do. And I think he's going to be good for Joel and Ben in the sense that he he, he knows how to let superstars be superstars. And yeah. they're bloody superstars. But I think he's going to know when to pull him in a little bit. Like, like stop spelling yourself, Ben. Stop spelling yourself, Joel. Well, like, he did it. He, like you said, he did it with that big three that they weren't budding superstars. They were superstars. Bonafide, yeah. proven, Ego. top ten talent. Ego. You know? Yeah. And he corralled them. And then he had Rondo, a hothead rookie, coming in running the show on the point that, he, you know, he could – so I and I think that's what you know. I think we all knew it deep down. We all liked Brett as like our Uncle Brett. Like, hey, Uncle Brett, how you doing? You see at a bar, family barbecue, and you always have a beer. And you're like, you always leave. Like, you know what? Why don't we hang out with him more? He's always a cool dude. Like, we should we probably still go hang out with him at the PJs in Medford, uh, right, Bill? Oh, he's, he's all shipping. Like, oh, he's getting, right now, right now, <laughs> ten thirty. I'm getting cut off right now. Call the Uber. Call the Uber. Call the Uber. <laughs> 
poor Brett, but uh, I mean, again, it's seven games. There's still 70 to go. But the NBA, like anything else, like any sport, you see trends, you see how it goes. And if they're this good this early, there's no reason to think, injuries aside, yep. that they won't get better as a team as they learn to play together more. Like, there's just no reason. And I'm sure we'll maybe bring in a piece or two at the trade deadline, possibly, if need be. But, you know, again, I know I might have some differencing opinions here. But as of now, and, and I was in the, on the, on the, uh, under the agreement of Doc and Daryl to wait like 30, 40 games with, for Harden. If we looked as good after 40 games and we're 30 and 10 range and 22 and 12, 28 and 12, and Ben's a triple double a night still and he's a top, I don't know if you pull that trigger because I'm seeing too, reading now that like the Heat are cooling because I'm not sure him and Jimmy Butler can work together with their egos. And it goes back to the whole thing. This would be his third team. And we were just kind of talking about guys in the NFL being on multiple teams, not being good players to have. James Harden does hit the James Harden way. And coming in here with Joel, he'll say all the right things. But again, if the team, you know, I wouldn't be against it if we don't look good. But the way we look now, with the pieces we have, I, I, I like the way our, our, our lineup set. Now we'll see how we look when we play the Nets this week when we when we play the Celtic like that'll be a test when we play the teams we got to beat in the playoffs how we match up with them the heat you know if we you know lose to the heat every time it's a problem you know so it's but it just seems that we're flowing on both sides of the court so much in a way that I haven't even when we won 53 games two years ago with Jimmy Butt like we didn't look this good to me like we were no, but the ball, the, the 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 way we're moving the ball, it, it kind of reminds me of that team. It does, it does, in the sense that very rarely in a game, I can count on my hands. Honestly, I feel like the last game, I the last game against the Hornets, I just watched that I can count on my hands the bad shots they took in the second half. Like they don't take bad shots anymore. Like they only do when the shot clock winded down the one time, but like. They're getting good looks, and it's one of those things where, like, last year we would just watch, like, possession after possession, like, what the hell was that? Like, now that's, like, back to being, like, once or twice a quarter. And it's like, wow, like, this is, like, good basketball. And you know why? When you look at our lineup, and, 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 and you know, and even look at a guy like Dwight Howard, who's, like, pretty much a goon, which I'm, like, liking. He just comes in and bounces the shit out of people all the time. He yeah. just hacks the hell out of you in the paint. And, and I never, I, I, I never thought I'd say I, I would be a Dwight Howard guy. Me too. Like, I was so – I wanted to fucking vomit when I saw that. Like, yeah, I, I was like, never I was never a Dwight Howard guy. He, ta- he was talking mad shit to fucking uh, – uh, uh, God, who was it? Uh, got, on Vukovic on the bench. Oh, like, yeah. You know? <laughs> Because they and and well, that's his old that's his old alma mater, though. I think I, in the I way I love it though, like a thirty-seven-year-old who's won a championship, only plays ten minutes a game, just talking mad shit to the all-star center on the other team because he called him a pussy, basically for yeah. flopping on one of the fouls. And like, I don't know, man. Like everybody we got coming off, like Thibault's looking like pretty good again, like getting that little energy back. I think he's a piece. Like Doc really likes him. I I, I think he will be an integral part. And Corky, when he gets back, I think going to be a good piece for a shooting. Like, I think we have good depth. I really think that guys are going to get their role. And even like Seth, like John said, his dribble drive game has been impressive. Like, it's deceivingly good. It's, like, it's he deceiving. That, he has that like kind of how we have to have it beams up below the rim kind of players. Like, he knows how to get open in tight spaces to get his shot off, which I didn't think he could do. 
Like, he looks really good. Looks really good. That turned to look, look him to be, like... You know, our- you, know who, what his, you know who he reminds me of, his handle, and how he's kind of, like, deceptive, and, and he's very smart with his decision-making with the ball? Uh, the way, he reminds me of the I, way Andre Miller used to be. You know, I was going to say, you know, he reminds me of a little bit, too. And if I don't take as many shots, is he reminds me of, like, a Fred Van Lee. That's who he reminds me of. A guy that athletically, he don't look like much. He's 6'3", 6'4". But he just gets open, and then he yeah. just makes buckets. Like, I just remember of- Andre Miller just being like, you look at the guy, and at, he just doesn't look like he's bringing anything to the table athletically. or But he, he just knew where to be on the court at the right time and, and, and choose the right angles. You know, basketball, it's all about the angles. His drive, and, yes, but Andre can never shoot like Seth. Seth oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about it. Oh, like the shiftiness, you mean? Like the shift- his yeah. shiftiness, his, yeah. like, his decision-making on the court, it was always just very crafty. I yeah. liked him. We, we got him later in his career. And he, what you add? Oh, yeah, I know. Good. I mean, he, his, we, better, we got, his better years were in Denver, but. I know. But, no, I liked him, too. No, I agree. He's one of those guys that just, like, uses his body to kind of shield you if he has to or kind of just has that jerky motion. Kind of yeah. like Max. Max, he just either bodies you. or And I, I think with Maxie, and I say it again. He's got that speed, speed, too. He reminds me of Donovan Mitchell, the exact same kind of player. Just plays fucking hard on both ends. Not a great shooter yet. Probably won't ever be great, but gets will get streaky. But when he wants to get into the rack, man, he'll get to the fucking rack. Like he's he kind of he reminds me right now of a young Lou Williams, but with a much higher ceiling than Lou. You know what I mean? But like he kind of has the, you know, he, he's got the same build as Lou. You know, kind of lanky. He's about 40 pounds heavier than Luke. <laughs> Luke I know, was, but like, yeah, I know. Lou Williams, he still is. He's still, he's I, like, Lou Williams is probably like a buck 70 soaking wet. He is. You know? I think Shake's are Lou Williams. I think Shake reminds me of Lou. Just the way yeah. they kind of motion, the way they kind of drive that under scoop left handed layup at the rim that mm-hmm. Shake likes to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like we said before in our text, these, these are good problems to have, like good players being good. Like we're comparing them to very good players and being coached well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like it's like everything that we you know all the issues we were having with the Eagles with like talent devel- development and and talent and just like getting the best out of your players and coaching them up. It's like you're seeing it with the Sixers, you know? Yeah. No, I mean it, we're seeing that. Yes, is it fifty fifty between talent and coaching? No. But it's probably like 20, 25% coaching, maybe a little less. But good coaching is the reason why we got beat by the Raptors two years ago. We got outcoached. It's just yeah. that simple. That's why the Celtics beat us two well, years ago. Well, Celtics, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, last year we didn't have Ben, so it's tough to shit on them because we didn't have Ben. But, like, that was a glaring weakness. We didn't know how to adjust to other teams' strengths. And I think that's what we're going to do with Dawkins. On defense, we're so big with Ben, Toby, and Joe. I mean, that is a big front court. And then you mix Danny Green and Seth Curry, like veteran guys who know how to play team defense. Like, we're fucking long. And I think Doc, we've proven so far, it's we're not going to let you do what you want to do. Like, you have to adjust to us on defense. Like, we're going to smother you, and you got to figure it out. And that's how I think this team's going to get built. Well, and teams are going to have to be real choosy as to when they're, they want to double-team Joel because 
Exactly. Look at look at what we got out on the out, out there waiting to pull the trigger. Toby, you know? uh, Toby, you got Toby, you got Danny Green, you got Seth Curry. Pick any one of those three, and if you hug the three point line too much, you got a slash and Ben Simmons that'll come backside like he did a couple times already on yep. backside dunks. So that's why the whole Ben thing I'm not worried about right now. If Toby keeps playing this well, this team can excel. If Toby goes back to Toby of last year, then we, we're fucked because we need Toby to be a legit number two scorer. That's what it just seems like Toby found his purpose. Just he's starting to find his purpose again. I think Doc's that kind of guy that walks in and is like, dude, be a big dick on the court. Like, grab <laughs> your fucking dick, get out there, and man up, Toby. You got a max fucking contract. Smack some guys in the face. Like, literally, like, you got paid $180 million. The team's behind you 100%. Joe, I mean, you got a point guard in Ben who doesn't want to shoot. So Christ almighty, like... Just rib it. I mean, if – And I think I personally, obviously, I'm, the, I'm just being whatever, but I think Doc had probably has that effect. Like, dude, you're paid $35 fucking million. Like, you need to score. Like, that's what you're here to do. Score and rebound. That's yep. it. I don't want to see you making the right pass to get an open three for Danny Green in the corner. If you, if, I mean, if you're double teamed or whatever, but if you're open, man, I do not pass that fucking ball, Toby. Do not. You have to be our scorer. You have to, and other than Joel. And I think through seven games, Toby's done. He's delivered. Out. He's he delivered. Played. The last four games, he's 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 um he's twenty or more. The last and four games. His role. He don't got to be thirty. No. Joel can be 25, 30. He needs to be 20, 18 to twenty four range, and we're money because we got all of our guys between Seth had nineteen, Danny had eleven, Ben had fourteen. Like, we got guys that score. We don't need two guys scoring 40. Like, that's why I'm souring on the James Harden thing because it just fucks up our flow. Because now it's everybody's got to pretty much play around James and Joel only and Danny and Seth and Toby now have to just kind of, like, go back to, like, being in the corner, get out of the way so James can drop. Like, you know what I mean? Unless you, you get rid of Tobias. Yeah. No, you're right. And, you know. And it's one of the cancer. No, and that's the other thing too. I mean, that's if in twenty games we're not we're puttering, it could be different. But if we look at least close to how we look so far, I think this is our team with maybe a piece or two at the trade deadline if, if we have to for an injury or whatever. But I don't think this team, uh, you know, at this point it should be disbanded. I think this. Well, by this time next week when we record, we're gonna have. Well, one, two, three, four, four, and in the process of a fifth game going on. Um, so we go we play that. We play the Heat, you know, next Tuesday. But we have the Wizards. We have the Wizards tomorrow. Then we then we go to Brooklyn. No KD, but still, you gotta play. You gotta, you know. Um, What's wrong with him? Uh, he had. Uh, he was exposed to someone with COVID. He was. It was through contact tracing. So he has to he's sit out like, like at least seven days, I think yeah, so he, he, he's going to miss four games. They said, yeah. Um, in the next three, then we got the nuggets and we got the Hawks, which I think is always a sleeper team. Like Hawks. I think the Hawks are always, they could always, they could always, you know, they, they, they look better than, than, uh, you know, than on, when on the Hawks come to town, you better put up 130 cause they're putting up 130. You better put some points up cause they're going to score. And then we go into a doubleheader with with the Heat, um, starting next Tuesday. Hey, we, so, 
So we, by this time next week, we're gonna have more. We're gonna have more. More. Uh, you know. There's legitimately the window. The Wizard could be a playoff team if they get hot. They're not going to, I don't think. But the Heat are a legit team, obviously contender, and so are the Nuggets. Those and are the Nuggets and 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 the Nets. Even without Nets too. I mean, those are three contenders. I know no KD, but no, and the Nets are a division. They're a div- it's a division game. They always play us tough. So no, I mean, if 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 we can win more games than we lose in that stretch, I'd be very happy. If we go yeah. three and two, I'm happy. Yep. You know, happy at that point we're nine and nine and three at that point. I like that. Well, fellas, I think we can cap it off with uh, on a high note there. I think I think this was a well balanced episode. I think we got all the bullshit out of the way with the Eagles. I think we all know now what what this off season is going to look like. It's going to be ugly. It's not going to be pretty. We're going to have to hunker down, fasten our seatbelts, and in you know. Jesse, my hat goes off to you because you're going to have to sift through so many bullshit tweets that you know it. It would make my head spin. But you're somehow you 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 know how to navigate it. Like a like a lieutenant in the in the in the Viet Cong, just 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 getting his way through the through the rice patties. <laughs> and avoid and avoiding those uh, avoiding avoiding those landmines. <laughs> I I I do I does what I can. That's right. That's but right. Yeah, Speaking of those twitters, real quick, you can find our Twitter at forfeit pod. That's at forfeit pod. F U R F O what F O U R F O U R F E I T dot com. F O yeah F O F O you go fuck yourself pod. I mean every. Every uh, every mock I'm seeing, I think Eagles fans are going to be really happy on draft day. I really do. I really, I God, if somebody trades up to get uh, to yeah, ahead of us, but I'll go. What day is what day is the draft? Is it what April? Day is, it? is it April? It's it's I think it's the end of April. Like it's April the Thursday is it? It's a Thursday, right? It's usually the last Thursday in April, I believe. Wow. You know the, the other thing. We have a four hour, we have a four hour episode leading up to the draft, and then a, and then a five hour episode right afterwards. It's going to be tough this year if if this COVID thing doesn't turn the other yeah. direction. These well, yeah, because I mean, think about it. Last year they had the combine. This year they might not. No, yeah. I mean I did see that the Sixers are booking in person like train like summer camps like they always have for July. Like they're I saw a commercial like get your vaccine and get ready for Sixers summer camp. Like. Yeah, you know, think about all these guys flying around, you know, doing interviews and stuff like that. Good luck. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. You know, to, I, I think maybe it might be where you got to go to the schools like they do, like the pro workout days at school. Might be, it might just be that again, where you just have individual workouts, like, or mm-hmm. just workouts and you got to watch on Zoom. And, you know, but, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a, a fun off season. I think we, we should do too to match the light. Is we'll do every Tuesday for our fans, and then we'll pick another weeknight to have just draft talk only, forfeit draft central, where we oh just got draft picks. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm sick that night already. No. Draft fit. I don't. I don't feel that. I don't feel well. I don't, I don't feel, feel well. well. I got a bug. I got a bug. I'm sorry, Bill. Here's here's a power move for you. You draft Sertan with the sixth pick. Love it. Okay. Accept it all day. And then you you take your second round pick and Zach Ertz 
get back into the first and get Jalen Waddle. That would make my thingy very happy. And because the Jets have like three or four first round picks and they can't take all these picks. And yeah. We have no, and we have no Alabama bias on this podcast. I can tell. And God, I'll take you one further. Get another one. I want Najee Harris. I want Najee oh. Harris. So, so Jalen Waddle is, is the truth. That's not example. So Jesse, Jesse yeah. just, we had a very positive Sixers talk <laughs> and we can put the cap on it. Now uh-huh. the cherry on the top with your, prediction that you just put out in the universe the draft prediction that you just said oh i would love it they they uh so they they get they take now we heard what you said so for j-lo big john stud i'm matt episode 67 y'all stay happy stay safe and i'm gonna boycott this one bro 10 9 8 go 76